All right, welcome to the show. This is episode 10. Today we're going to kind of do a recap. This will be the, um, I guess, the best of 2017 from uh, Music City Horror. Uh, we've only been doing this since September, but of course there's been things going on before we started, so we just thought it would be um, a good episode to kind of refresh, look back at some of the stuff, and there was a lot of, especially on my end, there was a lot more um, horror-related things out in pop culture than I realized. Um, so we're going to kind of bypass everything else and just kind of go into the um, the recap side of things. So um, KB, Kayla, Lena, um, I'm Eli, so I think we're going to, uh, did we say KB starting or Lena starting? I can't remember. I think I said that I was starting. Cool. Yes. Yep. You have the floor. Oh, well, we're saving the uh, the word diarrhea for last. No. <laughs> I wonder who has that. Right. So there there weren't any new things this week. We're going to go ahead and skip my normal segment. But I am going to go ahead and start off the list with the, well, I can't say it was unanimous. The two unanimous decisions and then one that was... Three out of four. Well, you ruined the list. It was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect until you ruined it. I ruined it. it. You blew it. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I believe all of our number one choices was drum roll, please. It. Woo! I always, Yay! I always feel like every time I say it, it's like people are like, it what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'll ask people like, "Have you seen it?" And they're like, "I've seen what?" Have I seen <laughs> <No>. that? <laughs> yeah. Or like, what? you can you can download it on iTunes. Oh, okay, what, but what can you download on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm holding off on because we still have a couple a couple of weeks before the the DVD comes out, Blu-ray, uh, special edition, fancy packaging that I'm sure we'll all end up getting. But come on, guys. Oh, yeah. Movie of the year, totally. I'm Absolutely. going for it. I mean, I think it ex- exceeded. I think even conservative, you know, numbers or what they were forecasting. Um, and at this point, I think it it is the official highest grossing horror movie of all time. Is that correct? I think it passed The Exorcist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Movie of the year. Yeah. Of course, like movie yeah. straight up movie of the year. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I would say movie of the last couple of years, in my opinion. It was just, it was, especially going back and being in the middle of kind of, you know, rereading the book and rewatching all of the original series. It's, it's a revi- it's revived that story in a way that it translated, you know, how many, how many years later does anybody, um, remember when the original come out off the top of their head because i don't um, remember the tv show the yes 90 90? Like 90 or 91 yeah so i mean been a, while. It's been a long damn time <laughs> so to be able to really bring that into you know back into pennywise being one of the most iconic villains ever ever created and completely revamping that character Obviously, probably in the future, we're going to learn more about him. I just, it did so many things. I, I can't even, I can't even start to talk about it. It was such an, um, a game changer for, for a lot of us. 
Yeah, I think one thing that we probably can talk about for just a couple minutes is um, Mr. Uh, Skarsgård's performance, Bill. Um, mm-hmm. I'd only known him from Hemlock Grove on uh, mm-hmm. Netflix, which, you know, yeah. it's it was fine. Um, he it, was good, but the show was bad. Yeah, it was yeah, very true. Was very good, but, yeah, that I don't know. There was something missing with it overall. And I don't know if it was like the way it was shot or I don't know. It, it just, I didn't even, I, I didn't, I don't think I finished the second season. Um, of, Man, I, I didn't finish like the second episode. Yeah, <laughs> the same. First season, um, I, really, I really pushed through the first, you know, the first half of the first season and then I never finished the rest. I mean, I think Aaron, the first Aaron did, but, and, but he said that it wasn't even worth looking at. Yeah, I mean, well, the first season was, you know, it got A to B, you know, I mean, it was tolerable. Um, the second season, and I don't remember her name, it was one of the girls from Orange is the New Black. She was on there. And um, I, I did, I, I think I got like th- two episodes into the second one, and then I didn't even know they were doing a third season, and then I obviously lost interest from there. But I think, you know, anyone that was going to attempt to follow um, Tim Curry's, you know, role, his, that's, he's got so many iconic roles, it's just, it's hard to pick one, but that's obviously probably top three. Um, I think he definitely exceeded expectations in his role, um, for sure. Oh, sure. It could have been a disaster, you know, if you don't get it perfect um, or different enough from Tim Curry. It's just going to be uh-huh. terrible. You know, he's the center of the film. So I was, I was like really nervous when it first started coming out that they were remaking it. And I was just so excited that it just beat every person's expectation. It was just so much better than we even thought it would be. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. When they first start, started showing pictures of Pennywise, I was like, I don't know. Cause I love the old one so much. But, uh, I mean, just going in thinking, like, it's its own movie, um, I mean, it was just the best. I've had to really remind myself over the past several years, especially with the the whole comic book, you know, movement that's been going on, is that you really have to remove any... Um, any ideas or any information <laughs> from yes. like books and stuff like that, because if mm. you go in expecting it to be the exact same thing, mm-hmm. you're going to be disappointed and it's going to ruin your movie experience. Now the difference yeah. between them not making it true to Canon and it being a bad movie are very, very different. So you can go in, you can go into a movie and you can accept some changes and the movie can still be good. But, like, Suicide Squad, that movie was atrocious. <laughs> it was. It was Anyone bad. that says otherwise is wrong. But it's because the movie was bad, not because they deviated from the comic books. So I, I think that, you know, it's cool that it was a lot closer to the book itself, but we've got more time since it's a, since it's a movie. It's not, a, I mean, it's, I guess the miniseries was technically what, like three hours long. 
three or four hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was, there's so much in that book that even, you know, three or four hours is not going to cover it. So changes have to be made and things have to be cut. So we get a chapter two and I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I was nervous. Um, because Carrie uh, Fukunaga, who had probably he was most famous, he did True Detective, the the, the good first season, um, mm-hmm. and then he also did uh, Beast of No Nation. I think that was a Netflix movie. Um, mm-hmm. He was attached to this, and I think he was. I don't know if it was his idea or not, but he was the one that really was pushing for the two movie idea, separating it. You know, doing one as the kids and one as right. the adults. And um, he obviously didn't direct the film, and it was Andy, what is it, Muschietti, I think is how you say it. Um, and I mean, he 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 had like one credit to his, I mean, he did some stuff back in Argentina, but he had like one short film, um, it was called Mama, that he did. So it was kind of a, you know, a rookie director, um, Bill Sasgard was not as... Um, you know, younger than his brother who's on True Blood and some other thing. So, you know, the kids obviously were fresh-faced. So, it was a, I think it was a really big gamble, but I don't know what happened, but all the elements were created in the crock pot correctly, and it came out just <laughs> Yes. Because so, uh, you even the had kids, people that yeah. just weren't die-hard horror fans like us that create a podcast that, you know, were loving it. I mean, you had just average moviegoers that were going to see it you know i mean it was a big 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 movie yeah i mean when i went out on halloween night dressed as georgie i mean lots of like teenagers and even younger than that knew who i was that's incredible (laughs) that was crazy i'm sure there'll be uh there'll be stock pennywise costumes in the halloween stores next year i'm sure (laughs) undoubtedly Oh, and one of my favorite toy companies, they're called NECA. Um, they are doing a, a Pennywise toy next year. And they kind of gave uh, an in-process or behind-the-scenes uh, photos the other day. and um, There was just some 3D sketches of, of his face. You didn't really see it, but it was kind of, you could tell who it was. And then they had the red balloon. Um, so it's, it's uh, I think it's going to be good, so... Unrelated, kind of related. Yeah. So what? What out of ten would you give it? Let's rate these things. Um, I, I guess ten. I mean, <laughs> ten. no, no, ten I agree. I agree. It's ten out of ten. I mean, it's. But can it only go downhill from here? Or do? Or <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I think it's. I'm gonna, totally kidding. I think they're gonna kill it. I think it just comes down to who they cast. You know, um, I think the, yeah, this I think is the, the make kids, or break period, really. Yeah, I yeah. think the kids were this was a trickier of the two, just because I think Kayla is the one that's really against kids actors. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not against them. I just struggle with the precociousness of yeah. a lot of young actors, yeah, um, and find them really annoying. So, but yeah, uh, and that's why when you find a yeah, good someone that's good, it's like. You know, it's almost alarming because there's so many, I mean, they're, they're kids. They don't really know what they're doing. So, I mean, it's um, something that they're going to have to make sure that that chemistry between the children and the vibe and the, you know, the, 
the small details of these kids acting really kind of translates to the adults and the adult, the adults make it believable. Like they, mm-hmm. that was them as children or they're just going to be an actor up on a screen and nobody's going to connect. Yeah, sure. I have a, my prediction is I think part two is going to be more brutal. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. I can see that. For yeah. Sure. Um, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I mean, they, they went for it in the first half. So, um, does anybody have any casting hopes or predictions? Ugh. I've heard uh, Jessica Chaston. Um, I don't know if, she, if that's like a, I don't know if that's like a real thing or she's just throwing her, you know, throwing her name in the hat or whatever. But, um, I've heard her name. Around. Yeah. I hope they give a chance for it to not just be like, let's get the biggest actors right. who are, right. you know, who look like the kid characters and just Which throw I it don't up there. Think they, I don't think they did that with the kids. Right. Other yeah. than, you know, Finn Wolfhard, who is in uh, Stranger Things. But I, I think that it would, I mean, they did cast Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. I mean, that's he's not a well-known actor. I mean, even though he's good, he's you know he's not well-known. Yeah, right. I mean, he was yeah. the, he was the quote-unquote biggest name, and I only knew it because of uh, Hemlock Grove. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty much all unknown people. Yeah, yeah. I hope they do more of that. I'd like to see it kind of be. A, a good vehicle for some interesting actors that we otherwise not maybe not have heard of a lot or just mm-hmm. needed the right project to be uh, really successful and to really shine. So I hope we see a lot of that too. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm trying to think of people that I like wish I really, really want Chris, uh, Chris Pratt to play Ben. <laughs> like oh, that's all God. I could ever ask for. Is that Chris Pratt play Ben? It's probably very unlikely, <laughs> but I really love Chris Pratt, and I could just—I don't know—I can just see that happening for some reason, and I feel like it would be really good. Yeah. And Adam Scott, um, I want Adam Scott to be Eddie. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> he would be a fun kind of, Eddie, kind of um, Adam Scott, which he could be in anything, and I would watch. So. Um. It's kind of hard. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I think it's going to come down to maybe it's a mix of, you know, maybe those two and then just right. smaller, you know. There is a, uh, there's mention of someone wanting Jordan Peele um, to, uh, to play uh, Mike. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. That would probably cool. love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which, uh, I guess we can parlay. We can end our it conversation and parlay into the next choice, which was the one that was not unanimous. This was not on my list, so I'm, I'm probably gonna sit in the background for most of this one. Um, drum roll, please. Number two. Was get out. So you guys have fun. It was not on my list either, which okay. I did not dislike it. I just wasn't was super crazy about it. I enjoyed it. it. Okay, that was me. I thought it was 
It was a it good, was good movie, but, but I just don't really care about it that much. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to buy the DVD. Right. I thought that it was on your list. I apologize. <laughs> so that was two. That was two against two. <laughs> well, Eli and I will just we can take over this one. <laughs> Go for I mean, it. Have, have now, now two of our hosts look like the races. I mean, what are we gonna do? <laughs> oh, come on! You went there. Oh no! You're the one no. that went there. Okay, so let, let's just let's just confirm this. You both did watch it, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. You just don't feel it's in a top three of, of the horror movies this year. Not for me. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean, I'm just not super partial to movies like that. I guess I thought it was going to be a lot scarier than it was. Um, but I do appreciate it for what it was. No, I liked, I liked yeah. it, but it just I wasn't, I liked other things movies. more. Yeah. I, I appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate and I'm glad that it was made from a social standpoint. Well, that helps a little. But as a movie, <laughs> come on, man. Really? I mean, there's You're people there's there? people there's people that didn't like it. I mean, it's it's I I do I will say yeah, I think people I think didn't as like of I think because... as of now, I think it is rated higher than it at the current time. Yeah. Um but it's 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 just two completely different, you know. Uh, the, yeah. To me, this is the um, this is our generation's, um, you know, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, it's um, it has as much to do with the commentary as it is, um, you know, the 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 horror and the gore. And I, I, I'll agree. I definitely thought it was going to be more. I guess gore or scary or whatever, but once you, it actually starts, <clears throat> excuse me, it actually starts when they get pulled over by the cop. That's when the things, that's when it started to me coming off more of a, like a night of the living dead. Um, she basically didn't want to like show her ID and get all that stuff going because there would have been a paper trail and you know, someone would have known that those two were stopped on the way back to the house and all that kind of stuff. So like it started pretty early. Um, Mm -hmm. and so just the more it kind of, it just kind of went downhill, um, or uphill or downhill. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was a snowball. It kind of just like went, it just kept growing and growing and growing. Um, so just from a director's debut from the, the leads and you know it's pretty funny because even like even her parents who are kind of like the main villains um you know they come off as you know liberal and you know they're talking about they voted for obama and you know they live well in yeah and all this kind of that's stuff. that's the facade that's the facade yeah. and and it's it's scary because this is the world that we live in oh totally yeah I, I, from that standpoint, I am petrified. The movie made me uncomfortable, which is what it was supposed to do. To really show on this global platform what, what 2017 was actually all about. So, you know, this is not a political podcast, so I'm not going to go into a rant because God knows nobody wants that to happen. But, I mean, it, it was a movie that needed to happen. And if it didn't scare the shit out of you, 
you know, then something's wrong. Sure. And I think, I think you're right. It was a movie that came out at the exact perfect time when Absolutely. we needed to see it. Um, and I, I mean, I am totally obsessed with this movie. I'm a big sucker for anything that's like, we're going to reveal cultural anxieties right now. I'm like, yes, yes. give it all to me. So yeah. I'm always, I'm searching for it all the time, even if it's in a shitty movie and I'm like, this isn't here, but I'm going to keep digging anyway. Um, so I really liked this and I just thought it was in the hands of the best person, someone who's one of us, like a horror fan who really wanted to see a story that he recognized and related to on the screen. Oh yeah. Like it was, um, the director is, you know, somebody who also loves horror so much and he wants to see a story like this on the screen. And it's like, make the movie that you want to watch that you need to watch. And I think that that's, exactly what he did and I just think that that's so it was perfect to me and I think I didn't mind that it didn't have a lot of gore maybe it's because I don't really care too much about lack of gore um it doesn't turn me off um but I think the tension was I mean it does lean a little bit more on like the terror side rather than horror side but I think that that was really just gets under your skin and just makes you feel so much just beyond like, wow, I jumped a few times and that was scary. Um, it just really drives you to think so deeply about the movie itself. And I just thought it was just totally brilliant. So I hope that he wins lots of Oscars and golden globes. Oh, and absolutely. Stuff so we can get yeah. more like this. <laughs> I it think wasn't, the thing is like, give me more of this. It wasn't um, on my list purely out of personal preference. It just wasn't my kind of, my kind of movie. Like it's not sure. something that I'm going to be constantly reaching for to rewatch. Oh, sure. And that's yeah. in this movie is up my alley. Like it just, it's, it was like perfect fit for my kind of taste. So yeah. Um, totally get it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's I think that's why there was those jackasses that you know lowered the rating on Rotten Tomato because it was you know that kind of thing. They went in like, oh, this is going to be a, a new modern horror classic, whatever, and then it's more of a you know use your brain and think about stuff and you know. I'm sure some people down here in the South didn't appreciate that. So, um, <laughs> of course. But anyways, it's kind of so, a, any anything that pushes the conversation. I mean, that movie came out in you know January, or February of this year, not around Halloween, and I mean it just gangbusters. You know what I mean? So anything that kind of continues to keep the door open, and um, you know, obviously. He's a fan of this genre. He's got a, not a sequel, but his next movie is also kind of a, um, I guess you'd call it like a modern cultural thriller kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. He also is going to be producing the Twilight Zone reboot. So that's Yay! awesome. Yeah. So awesome. I mean, that'll be yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think I think more pros came out of this than cons. Much to much to KB's chagrin. <laughs> No, I mean, I have I have nothing against the movie. It just wasn't on my list. Yeah, and she's she's not really racist. We were just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, make me make me out to be the bad guy because I didn't, but I'm not the only one. That's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's true. I don't I, mean, I, I, I don't dislike yeah. it. It just didn't make my list. Yeah. 
I agree. So what was the what was the third one then? So the third one, which <laughs> everybody's gonna be super surprised about this, I'm sure, was Stranger Things too. And we just recently Yay. had an entire episode about it. Um, yep. Those were the three big blockbusters for this year, and the fact that a Netflix series is in the top three is, to me, really interesting. The show. Yeah. Um, I think it was uh, one of the few shows that you know, lived up to the hype, and I think Kayla and KB, or one or the other, um, has mentioned that this is probably the biggest Netflix show they've ever done. Um, you don't really see, you know, House of Cards shirts at Target, and you know, you see people dressing <laughs> up right. as Frank Underwood and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think they you know, gave them enough freedom and, and time to, to put it out because the first season came out last summer and then the second season came out uh, this October. So they gave them extra time to, to write it and shoot it and, and get it out. So, um, so I won't talk much about it since we just did an episode about it. So. Right. I mean, I think everybody pretty much agrees that it was fantastic. Um, yeah. It had it. It had its minimal flaws, but Stranger Things too was it lived up. It lived up to the first season. Everybody loved it. You know that. I don't think we really need to say to say who who wants to recount their MVPs real quick. Eli, who is your MVP? Um, like of the show. Oh, of Stranger Things. Yeah, pulling it back to our Stranger Things episode. What, who is your MVP? Let's see. I have my notes right <laughs> I know. Here. I don't. I'm like racking my brain. Like, who did we say? <laughs> who did we say? Hey, and you know, I, maybe it'll change from the last episode. This okay. was supposed to be quick. This was quick fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say mine is Dustin from Stranger Things. Okay. Mine was Steve. I think I'm saying something different, but I'm going to throw a wrench in it and go for Joyce. Okay. This time. Okay. Uh, holding it down. Okay. Yeah, holding it down. Eva? Um, Come on, quick fire. No, you're <laughs> ruining this. Well, I don't think I think... Just say Steve. Just say Steve. Just say I whoever... Steve. Well, I don't yeah, think I can default. find Steve. my notes, so... Well, Actually. you ruined the quick fire, so... Uh, okay, so my so my MVPs were Dustin, Steve, and Will. Okay. Um, and that was just because it was a three-way tie. Dustin, I think, had the most solo scenes. Um, Steve, obviously, his transformation with his character. And Will, finally, was a part of the show. And I think the way... Just the emotion he could convey, and, like, he, he's an incredible actor... Um, I do say honorable mention was Bob. I got to slide him down a little bit. I think those three are more important because originally Bob was going to die like in episode two and they stretched it out just because Sean Astin's incredible. Um, So it's just one of those where, you know, if Dustin or Steve or Will had died in episode two, it would like the wheels would have fallen off, you know? So I did slide down Bill just or Bob just a smidge. 
Um, no. <laughs> if, if I did have to pick one, I think I would go Steve. Um, just because it's it's incredible to see people a year later like in love with him and like his bromance with Dustin and you know um, yeah um, I still have my critiques I think the Billy character I don't think there's as big of a payoff as there should have been I think the monster I don't think there's as big of a payoff um, but like KB said there were a few little critiques but you know. I think overall it's still a home run. So that quick fire question got real long. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you originally said it, you just said, who's your MVP? You didn't say quickly, who's your MVP? That's so I was just like, I oh, yeah. <laughs> who's your MVP? Yeah. So. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Sorry. That's it was, it was just too funny. Cause that went into like a five minute rant. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I agree. I agree with most of what you said. So, um, I think that after those three, everybody else has their own uh, their own little inputs and, and different movies um, that we want to quickly mention. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, so, my best of 2017 is a little bit random because uh, I don't get to watch as much TV as I would like. But that's my New Year's resolution, y'all. I'm going to watch more TV next year. And read more books, but I, you know, I tried to. I'm, you know, a little bit into it. And that's going to take me at least the next two years. So <laughs> I don't read as much as I like. But I'm going to start off with one of my favorite movies this year, and I would say, uh, by itself, not necessarily my favorite movie, but as a um, collection of movies, as this is a sequel, uh, Creep Two is in my top best of 2017 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i haven't seen it yet I'll, have you seen the first one yes a long okay. time ago so i think i would need to rewatch it but i remember liking it yeah i wouldn't say you have to watch it again but uh i mean it would just be good just to have a background of the main character um played by mark duplass who's awesome who helped write the movie and also directed by patrick bryce um, who was in the first one. So he was the main, the other guy, that, not the main character, but the guy who was the video, videographer. Um, but this movie was released on October 24th, uh, just the video on demand. It has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, which is awesome. Um, what I like about it is it's a slow burn, and that always gets me, uh, the building tension. Um, but... Mainly, uh, this here's the IMD description for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, a video artist looking for work drives to a remote house in the forest to meet a man claiming to be a serial killer. But after agreeing to spend the day with him, she soon realizes that she made a deadly mistake. Um, so, uh, movie's only an hour and 20 minutes. Definitely in my wheelhouse. I don't know if y'all feel me on that, but <laughs> I've been known to fall asleep, uh, you know, about, about that point in movies. That's just how I am. Same. Um, (laughs) But uh, so the first Creep came out in 2014. This came out this year. So it's supposed to be a trilogy. Hopefully we don't have to wait as long for the next one. Um, But it's just a fun movie. It's suspenseful. So give it a try if you haven't yet. But that's my first uh, best of 2017. And then my second is... um, my trick-or-treat vinyl, which I know that's so random, but no, I think that's worth it. 
Yeah, it's so cool, and they really put so much work into these vinyls, um, which I'm slowly building up my collection. But they specialize in releasing movie soundtracks um, of movies like this, like cult favorites, um, just exclusively on vinyl. But it is a double vinyl um, with a deluxe picture set, which the cool thing is about the pictures on the vinyls were made by um, or designed by a guy that has drawn for Marvel and DC Comics. So I thought thought that was pretty cool. Um, And they also, they work closely with the director and composer to come up with the vinyls. Um, And on the last record of this one, there's like a sound effects part of it. So the guy that made that, his name is Evan Chin, who designed the, or did the sound for... Uh, Seasons Greetings, which was also directed by Michael Dougherty, um, and that's from 1996. Have y'all seen that before? Uh, nope. Mm-mm. So that was just like a little cartoon short. Um, that's the first time you ever see Sam from the movie. So, fired uh, the movie, and I mean it's just music to it, but you can find it on YouTube. It's called Seasons Greetings. So y'all check that out sometime if you just need some background sound or if you just want to watch it's just a cartoon short super cool but uh, he did the sound effects for the record and um the first track is the spooky guidelines you know which opens the movie which i just love so it sets the mood and that's just one of my favorite things um and then i also want to mention my uh pennywise pen which i've known y'all seen me wear yes <laughs> That's so awesome. With the flashing eyes, the Deadlights pen. So that's made by a guy. Um, his name is Shane Murphy. He lives in Massachusetts. And his book company is called Theater of Creeps. And he makes all these fun pens. That's my favorite. Also, the latest ones he's come out with, which I want to get, are um, he calls it the Judith pen, which I assume that's her name from the movie It, when uh, he sees the painting come to life of the woman. Oh, yeah. So that's a pen. So cool. I want to. Now what? Where is this from again? Uh, Theater of Creeps. If you you can follow him on Instagram, I need to look at that. Yes, he's got so much cool stuff. He's actually a full-time tattoo artist, which is super cool. cool. And then he does this on the side. Uh, But another pen is the leper um, that they run into on the street. (laughs) So I definitely want that. And then. all Through the House, the Crypt, uh, Tales from the Crypt episode, they've got a pin of the serial killer Santa. So, Shane Murphy, you're making some cool-ass shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, this is my favorite actor of the year, and my award goes to Ben Wolfhard. Yay! Yay! Yay. Awesome. Uh, He just turned 15 on the 23rd, so happy birthday, Finn. (laughs) He's an Um, angel. So awesome. Uh, He plays Mike in Stranger Things. He plays Richie in It. And he's got another movie coming up called The Turning, um, which will hopefully be next year, but I think they're doing pre-production on it right now. But it'll be a, a movie about a haunted house. Um, and he plays an orphan, and they live in a mansion. They've got a nanny who'll be played by Mackenzie Davis. Um, but that'll be awesome. And also, looking forward to his EP coming out next year with his band, Alperna. Uh, they're recording, or they should be finishing recording soon, probably. But, y'all, I'm a big fan. 
I call everything he does. Sounds um, awesome. Such an angel. Yes, he is. I mean, all those kids in Stranger Things and it are just so adorable. Love them, but I think Finn is just is so awesome. Um, and then I just want to you know end my best of. 2017 with this podcast has been awesome you guys this has been the highlight of my year and even though episode 10 and our interviews we've done with michael berryman and linnea quigley have been awesome so that should be that is actually number one so (laughs) that's awesome yeah i've got a tear in my eye but uh yeah i'm looking forward to 2018 so Hell yeah, hell yeah. I think we'll um, interject here. Um, I don't know if we're going to start the next episode, but in 2018, we're actually going to start a a new segment in the show. Um, Lena's going to do kind of a, uh, we're kind of jokingly calling it like a fact of the week. And it's just a, um, you know, it may tie into the show. It might just be, hey, did you know today I figured out that blah, 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 whatever. You know, so... um, it's just going to be something um, that she's going to interject um, on the shows. So uh, we were going to do it today, but we kind of want to do a fresh start in 2018, and that'll be kind of like a new segment. So uh, um, that'll be cool to look forward to. Yeah, just kinda I can't keep wait. Us, keep us on our toes, and she may stump us, and um, we all are pretty <laughs> big nerds, so it'll be interesting to see if she can stump us. So um, Can't wait. So yeah. Yes, it's going to be um, awesome. <laughs> so who wants to go next? Uh, I can go next. Yeah, um, yeah um, and I'll ask for a little grace from everyone because I'm a big fan of foreign films and subtitles, and so I'm really going to try really hard to pronounce names correctly, but I probably won't. So please forgive me. I'll try my best. So um, one of my favorites of the year um, suckered me in with the description of um, when a young woman is transitioning from being like a child to an adult and she becomes like a monster in some way, that's my spot. <laughs> like That's what I really right. love. I wrote my thesis about that. Like that, like I'm right there. I'm right there with Carrie and I'm right there with one of my favorites of this year, which is a movie called raw. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this? I yeah, haven't. I've been meaning to. to I, yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. I've got it on my list on Netflix, but I just I haven't committed to it yet. Yeah. Yes, it's amazing. So it's on Netflix, and I'll give you, um, you guys and listeners, heads up. It may not be for everyone. It is very gory. Um, there are a lot of scenes with animals because the character is in vet school. So there's a lot of stuff like that. So I'll just give you a heads up about that. But. The movie is about a young woman who is going to vet school, um, and she's really socially awkward. Uh, she doesn't really get along with her classmates. Her older sister already goes to this college, and she's really popular and cool, so that's kind of a hard, difficult thing to deal with, too. Um, and she goes into school, and they do a hazing ritual. It's I'm, like, a little concerned about the level of hazing that happens at French vet schools, but <laughs> it's a little I was like, oh, my God. It's like a frat house or something. Um, and she's a vegetarian, but as part of the hazing ritual, she's forced to eat uh, raw rabbit kidneys. Oh, my um, God. And so she eats it, and this rabbit kidney has this effect on her body she starts like getting itchy 
And naturally, she starts craving uh, meat um, after years and years of being a vegetarian. And, you know, just eating raw chicken doesn't really quite cut it. And you can kind of imagine where it goes from there. That's Um, crazy. It's it's really crazy. Um, And it's not just about the intense score or she's becoming this, like, cannibalistic kind of, like, creature. It's about her relationship with her sister, her relationship with her family, um, and kind of her awakening. She becomes, like, really, like, hypersexual, um, and she starts, like, really being very passionate and unhinged. Um, and so it's a lot about that, and it's just really fascinating to watch. Um, as long as you, you know, don't eat for a little while ahead of time, you should be <laughs> So I'll give you a heads up. Or if you're a weenie. Or if you're just a weenie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it's directed um, and written by the same woman, Julia Dercono, um, who's French. And I just think that it's really, really awesome when women in horror are writing movies about women. Because um, for a long time, horror's gotten a lot of flack for portraying women in certain ways. Um, and whether, you know, we agree about that or not, it's still really important that women are now kind of breaking into the genre even more with making movies like this about um, women's experiences. Um, And I just thought that that was really, really cool. So definitely check it out if you haven't. It's on Netflix, and it's very, very watchable. It's crazy. (laughs) It's really crazy, but it's a lot of fun. Um, So that's one of my big ones of the year. Um, But, yeah, you guys better watch it soon because we've got to talk about this. Okay, Um, okay. (laughs) Another one is a 2017 Discovery. It showed up on um, Shutter. Shutter bought it, um, and it's George Scott, and it is a Swedish TV show. And it came out in 2015 in Sweden, but it just now made it over here to us. I think this past spring, um, and it blends horror and this kind of supernatural element with true crime. Um, there's a detective who's trying to solve the mystery of what happened to her daughter um, and more kids in the town start disappearing. And so she's trying to solve this problem um, and trying to figure it out. And it's just really beautiful. Like the cinematography is amazing. It makes you want to go to Sweden because it's so amazingly gorgeous. Um, And it's just, it's very low key, but it has that kind of true crime element that I'm looking for mixed with supernatural stuff. And it's just really fascinating. And you just, keep watching because you just desperately want to know what happens next. So um, definitely check that out on Shudder. It's really, it's just fascinating and really, really well done. Um, And then my third one, let's see, my third one is Lore. And I've talked about this a bazillion times because I (laughs) am obsessed with the podcast uh, Lore. And I love the narrator and writer Aaron Mankey. I think he's so smart and he has such an amazing narrative voice too. So definitely if you ever want to like, just be kind of calmed, but also creeped out at the same time, Laura's perfect for you to watch. Um, but Amazon picked it up and made it into a TV show. Um, and I really like, um, Oh, what are they called? Um, they're not remakes. Um, dramatization, dramatizations of past events, like the history channel does. And that's what they do kind of in this show, too. So it's a lot of fun to watch. And it reminds you of, like, the best stuff that History Channel's put out over the years. <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. Um, and it's really fun. And he does narrate it. And it's a lot of the stories from the podcast. 
Um, so if you haven't listened to the podcast or you're not a big podcast listener, the TV show is an awesome alternative or support if you already really like it too. So I know Eli likes lore as well. So yeah, I watched um, the episode last night about the doll, the history of dolls. Yes, Robert. <laughs> Robert's creepy. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, is that is that the doll with no mouth? Yes. Yeah, it he looks like in, he has no mouth. He lives in Key West. Yeah. Yes. And like, okay. creepy. I go, haven't listened to the podcast, but I've watched a couple episodes of the show and talking about it's really like reminding me to like finish it and watch yes. more. Yeah. It's just so good. It's nice that you can just put it on and just kind of relax and watch it because it's, you know, nothing that you have to, you want to pay attention, but you just kind of can, you know, read a book or kind of like mess around and stuff while you're watching it and listening to it. It's just really nice. I like it. It's like pleasant and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see, my last two things, I'm going to kind of lump them together are two books. Um, and they're Universal Harvester by John Darnell and Black Mad Wheel by Josh Mallerman. Both of these guys are actually musicians. Um, Universal Harvester is is really like, and they're both both of these books are really creepy and unsettling. Um, they're not particularly shocking. It's kind of slow, intense books, but they really take you on this like crazy ride. So Universal Harvester. Um, is about a guy who works in a video store, kind of like in the 90s. Um, And there's a tape that comes in, and everyone's like, there's something on this tape. This tape is really weird. So he takes it home and watches it, and there's just some, like, vaguely creepy uh, scenes that are shot in a barn that looks very familiar. And he will die in seven days. (laughs) It's not quite as, like obvious is like seven days but like, yeah. he takes you on this like journey where he's trying to figure out like what is happening how did these scenes get on this tape That's um cool. and he becomes really obsessed with it and it's really really creepy yeah, um, tell me the name of that one more time universal there. harvester okay that's a really interesting yeah. it's fascinating and he's such a good writer he's absolutely amazing he had this book that came out a few years ago called wolf in white van um, and it's also just terrific. So if you're a big reader or looking for something that's weird and will kind of shake up your reading life a little, that's perfect. Um, and then Black Mad Wheel is, um, takes place after World War II and this band gets called in because there's a very strange sound coming from a desert in Africa and this rock band is called in to try to figure out like what happens because people keep coming back from researching this sound and they come back like their bodies are crushed they're they die or something crazy happens so they're trying to solve this mystery of what is this malevolent sound that's like killing people and just being creepy so that's also really fascinating too so um highly recommend those two books um universal harvester and black mad wheel that's awesome. We should start a book club whenever we all have time to read. <laughs> yeah. oh I read very slow. Which for me, it will be never. I still <laughs> haven't finished it. <laughs> and that's good. Like, John, um, the Universal Harvester book is really short. Um, you know, you don't breeze through it. Like, it's not like a beach read, but it's pretty short, too. So that's a good one to start with if you're like, I don't really have a lot of time, but I really do want to try some to read something creepy. It's perfect for that. Oh, and I have to do my favorite actor, and I'll make this really short. So my favorite actor 
is Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, who plays the main character. Um, I think it's Chris. I just think those eyes, man, like just his eyes are just so expressive and you can just see everything he's thinking. And he does this really great job. And it's very realistic where, you know, we've all been in a situation where like we're trying to be friendly because we don't know someone very well, but they're like weird or creeping you out or you kind of get the sense that something is off. And he does a really great job at portraying that. And also, he's one of the few um, horror lead characters who's not, like, stupid, where you're like, no, don't do that. Like, <laughs> he's really smart, and he's on top of it. And I just think that he's absolutely amazing. I'm so glad he's getting nominations for his work, because I just think he's brilliant. So I can't wait to see what he does next. He's awesome. Great choices, Kayla. Yeah, great Thanks. Job. But yeah, book club, let's do it. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean I'm next? Well, I have the word diarrhea, so I'll let you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll make fun. Yeah, I'll 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 shorten mine um, to to make room for Eli because he does have a lot to say. Um, So of course my my top my top movie was it. We've already talked about that. Um, my number two, and actually I would almost consider this, um, a tie, um, was split. And I, I thought it came out in 2016, but, uh, Eli so kindly reminded me that it actually released in, uh, 2017. So it does qualify. It feels like forever ago since it came out. Um, but I mean, that was almost a year ago. So we're at about a month. It'll be a year. So, um, if you didn't see Split, I'm not going to go into the plot. It's too confusing. You have to watch it because James McAvoy is not only uh, one of the greatest actors, in my opinion. Um, the movie itself was great. It was M. Night Shyamalan who did it. Um, but it's also a uh, tie-in uh, with Unbreakable, which they are currently filming. And it's called Glass. Super excited about that. But... Um, Split was just, man, that was almost, if it had, if it hadn't released, Split would have been my movie of the year. Oh, yeah. I did like that one a lot. Yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah, John McAvoy was just (laughs) unbelievable in that one. It really, it was really just such a beautiful movie. And like I said, I I think I have to tie it um, with it just because it was so impressive and James McAvoy does, in my opinion, also deserves an Oscar for it. Yeah, if he doesn't get some kind of recognition for that, um... he plays twenty three different personalities, guys. Like, how do you do that? He's <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> he really is. Um, so that is split. Like I said, I'm not going to get into the the plot because it's. It's really, really interesting, and it's one of those movies where I just can't, in good conscience, give any any of the story away. But he has twenty three different personalities. That's all you really need to know. And it's James McAvoy. So, continuing, uh, continuing on my list was a very, very close number two. Um, since I have a number one split, which would be Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Did anybody watch it? I yes, it. I love it. No, I didn't get to... I watched the first episode, and I liked it, but I didn't get to delve into it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just... 
I loved it so much. I well, it was and if you're so if you're fun. into the whole serial killer um, thing, which don't expect it to be really told mainly from a serial killer's perspective, it's actually from the FBI's perspective. But it's opened such a big door for the next season. There's a lot of crazy stuff that's going to go on, um, and they they make it, you know, partially true to history. I was very, very impressed with it. I was excited about it when, when it was announced. It always really intrigued me because I like movies like Zodiac where it's it's about the people that are trying to figure it out, especially like 90s thrillers about the like detectives that are trying to, mm. to figure out who the serial killer is. I love movies like that. So this series, if you're a big fan of stuff like Kiss the Girls, um, and along came a spider. You will like this. Um, it does have some gore elements to it, but it's really interesting to kind of look at it from the from the FBI um, detective sort of sort of perspective. I was a big fan. I can't wait until season two, which we had. It has been announced that we are getting season two, so that. I don't know if it's coming this coming year or if we're going to have to wait another year for it. I want to say that maybe it's later in 2018 or at least maybe early 2019. I don't know. Does anybody know the answer to this question? Um, I don't. I would imagine next year just because most shows they do every year kind of like ABC and CBS and stuff. But I haven't heard a confirmation, so. Okay. Well, I actually changed changed my last, last minute. Um, I'm moving it to an honorable mention um, because my 2017 most recent pick um, was actually the most recent episode of Black, like the episode, the most recent um season of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. And that's... Oh, Wait, so was good. that 2016 or was that 2017? I don't know. I think we're getting the newest one actually it's tomorrow. Next... Oh, wait. <gasps> no, you're right. I'm yeah. thinking... I'm still thinking a year... <laughs> Anyways, it's all running I, together. It's I'm going to say... Oh, you're right. That is... Holy crap, that is tomorrow. Yeah. I'm getting so oh excited gosh, that I'm, like, fast-forwarding time. Um, <laughs> but... Sorry... Let me just, it's, it's going to be on my list. I'll watch it all tomorrow and it'll be, it'll still be 2017. So that's just like a <laughs> pre- precursor choice. Perfectly fine. And I think we can all agree yeah, on that one. <laughs> so yeah, Black Mirror comes out tomorrow. Holy shit. I may have oh. to stay up and watch that tonight. I um, can't wait. <laughs> so my last three that I'm going to mention really, really quick, I'm not going to go into details about them. I just wanted to mention them, was The Devil's Candy, which if you are a fan of the hardcore music, as the kids call it, watch <laughs> it. Really, it's really fun. It's got some creepy art to it. If you like possession movies, that's another good reason to watch it. Um I really enjoyed it. And that was, I think, like one of the first reviews I wrote for our website. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So that was that was a good one. The Devil's Candy. Check that out. Um, a Cure for Wellness, 
which was probably, I don't know, it was one of those wishy-washy picks, um, just because it is, it's beautiful, and it's really well done, it's really interesting, but at the same time, it's kind of, I don't know. It's like a million how... years too long, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's an hour too long. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah. but it's Gore Verbinski, so you get some good visuals. Um, sure. My very last mention um, has to be The Void, mm-hmm. which probably was the movie that grossed me out the most this year. <laughs> Whoa, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I need yeah, to watch that. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's got a lot of practical effects, which really is kind of what drew me in, but it has to do with, it has to do with cult, a cult, but it also has to do with like weird, evil, uh, portals and like fantasy shit and it like almost looks like space it's really crazy it's one of the like most mind like mind fuck movies that i've ever watched it really is reminiscent of the thing if you like the weird practical like animatronic effects and shit like that it's disgusting but i really enjoyed it and i don't think i was alone yeah, I I loved it. Um, I actually rented it. And I don't remember the last time I've rented a movie. Um, oh yeah. Um, it is on Netflix now, but yeah, it's kind yeah. of a mix of. I called it a mix of the Thing and Alien and Hellraiser. Yeah. All yeah, in a, that's in a pretty. Ooh, that's a pretty awesome. good uh, mixed in a with a. And it starts out with such a like. I mean, three minutes into it, you're like, "What the fuck?" I mean, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Get real. It's it's real and, and, and crazy. Scene, real they, don't, they don't even really show much. It's just the the implication, but it's 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 it's, it's <laughs> the implication. Right it's awful. It's awful. Uh, oh but, man. Yeah. And putting in a cult, and I'm right there, just like a yeah. Cult member you would you be need to watch it. <laughs> it's a really yeah. really good movie. I would actually really like to rewatch it sometime soon if I have the stomach for it, but. <laughs> it's it's really really good. I was I was definitely impressed. Cool, good to know. Good to know. I need to like also not eat for this one and right, right. <laughs> food warnings ahead of our reviews. Yes. So my um my actor of the year pick was Bill Skarsgård. Of course it was. And he transformed an iconic character really made it his own and he did a good job with it it's hard to follow up tim curry in just about anything and people have tried and failed but i think bill killed it um and i can't wait to see what other weird shit pennywise is gonna do next year so he was my choice um just because i think that he is like the top guy for the year for me. Yeah. That's, nice that's, choice. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I will awesome. say this about Mindhunter. Um, I do like uh, Hulk. His, his name's Holt uh, McCallany, I think. He's the, he's not the young FBI guy. He's the older guy that smokes. Like oh, somebody. he's so good. He's yeah. Bill, right? Yes, Bill. Thank you. I was yes. drawing a blank. Um, he was in Fight Club. And that's where, right. I yeah, 
He's the one yeah. that says his name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert yeah. Paulson. Yeah. And so David Fincher did both of those, obviously. So that's yeah, that I love it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and he had a primary role, so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. I also just saw him in uh, Justice League. He was at the very beginning. Uh, he's the one that Batman is fighting at the very beginning of that movie, which I literally watched five <laughs> minutes of it. I didn't watch anything past that. <laughs> I was about to say, did you I watch probably the whole movie? Yeah, I did not. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have no desire. I did not. So, um, I did not. Okay, is it time for my mouth diarrhea? Woo. Yeah, go for it. Do yeah. it, boy. A lot of this I'm just going to kind of skim over, but if y'all have anything to interject, um, I didn't really, it was kind of funny, this was my idea for the show, but then I didn't pay attention to what we said, so, um, you know, being the only dude on the show, obviously I wasn't listening, so, um, (laughs) I just wrote down, I have a legal pad and I just, I have a full page of just notes and scribbles and all this, so I, I did it more as a... Um, highlights of the year, not specifically like my top three or whatever. So I just wrote down uh, the main categories are TV, movies, and then video games, believe it or not. So um, with TV, we still have this year, we still had the big ones, American Horror Story, Walking Dead, Stranger Things, and Bates Motel into this run this year. Um, so those were like, the I think, the big horror related um shows um the one that i really kind of stood out uh was uh on sci-fi channel channel zero Uh, this season was called the no end house um it's similar to american horror story last season was a completely different story this season completely different next year they're going to do a completely different you know cast and all that um but amy Forsythe's in it and she was in christmas horror story which we all watched not too long ago um and it's very, uh, I guess the best way to explain it, this house shows up. Like, I mean, literally, it shows up. There's a there's like a cul-de-sac, and they get this invitation, and they're like, hey, this, the no-end house is going to show up here, blah, blah, blah. And they drive up, and then there's this house. And you go through it, and it's kind of a, a real-life haunted house kind of a deal. And then when cool. they when they get out of it, they, it's almost like they go to a different dimension kind of a deal. And mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. very like the cinematography reminds me of like it follows like that kind of look and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really good. Um, KB's a big fan of this one, Exorcist. It continues to get very big reviews, high reviews, whatever you want to call it. Um, slasher on Netflix. Um, I love the first season. I'm into the second one. It's really good. It's actually a show from Canada, but, um, it's, uh, as the name implies, it's, it is a kind of a love letter to the slasher genre. So it's very violent, very gory. Um, Z nation is on sci-fi. Uh, we interviewed Michael Behrman. He's on that show. Um, outcast is, um, Kirkman, um, Robert Kirkman's, comic book that he does he's he does the walking dead that's his other comic book it's about possession and demons and all that kind of stuff um that's on cinemax i don't think they technically released the second season this year so it's kind of a cheater but it's already available online if you want to go do that look for it um i think it's going to be released in the states next year but it's you know it's still incredible 
Um, this is one I think kind of slipped under people's radar, but the Castlevania um, TV show on Netflix was really done very well, very violent. It um, was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, they actually released that soundtrack on vinyl. I don't know who did it, but they did that show's soundtrack on vinyl. Um, I need a I need a second season. We got yeah. no like no resolution at all. <laughs> I think I think they I think they are. I don't think they I don't think I heard that they were not, so um and then Taboo, which was on FX, it's Tom Hardy, um has horror elements. I, I wouldn't quite go so far as to call it pure horror, but it's definitely horror elements. So um those are kind of like my highlights for 2017 for TV. Um, I just kind of wanted to, you know, mention something that wasn't The Walking Dead or wasn't Stranger Things. Mm. So, um, so have y'all seen any of this? I know KB likes Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Which I actually need to finish. I know. I've, I've got them all recorded. I watched the first season, which I loved, but I haven't watched anything new recently. So I have a lot to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I know this has been fun to exchange notes and the little list going for what am I going to do for the next couple of days off? Um, I've got a good list now. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah, those are, those are good. So then I just wrote down some, I thought some pretty, pretty big entries into horror um, I think we kind of talked about the our best of list already, but um, this year we had Life um, came out, which was a uh, big budget, big studio, you know, A-lister kind of movie, um, and a lot of people kind of wish it's, you know, it's almost what they wish Alien Covenant was kind of a deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um which I guess I'll mention that as well. But Life, Alien Covenant. Um, the second Ouija movie, um, which was Mike Flanagan, um, also got really good marks. He also did Gerald's Game, which I would put in the TV or maybe movie. I guess it was more of a movie. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy Death Day, which we talked about. Um, it was a big box office hit. Did over $100 million. Um, it comes at night, which is something we talked about before we started recording. Um, the director of Cresha did that. That was his first movie. And then this one is his second one. It's kind of in that, um, uh, it follows Babadook, the witch kind of even get out. It's kind of in that wheelhouse. It's definitely more of a, more of an art kind of horror or more of a thinking intelligent kind of horror it's not gore it's not a guy in a hockey mask kind of a deal um so that was good i saw that in the theaters it was good uh cult of chucky came out this year uh i've really liked the last two the curse of chucky and the cult of chucky um i've I've really enjoyed how they've kind of reinvented the franchise and you know most horror movies when they get to part seven or part eight or part nine i mean it's just you know, we're talking about like Jason goes to Manhattan and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, you know, just really, really bad stuff. Well, these two have been just awesome the way they've reinvented the franchise. Um, the babysitter came out this year on Netflix. That was good. Um, little evil, which was Adam Scott. We talked about earlier. Oh yeah. That one was a good one. And then mayhem, which was, um, Samara weaving who was in the babysitter. And then, 
Glenn from The Walking Dead. I forgot his name. Um, oh, God, if you hadn't, um, if you hadn't, it's Stephen something. Stephen Yen? Yeah, Stephen Yen. Yeah. Okay. God, <laughs> it's like one of those things you can't ask me questions or I won't know the answer. <laughs> so, so I thought those were all, it's kind of one of those where, that's why these notes got so extensive because once I started looking this up, I was like, holy shit, like there was more. I think there was more stuff come out and quality stuff than I think we realized. I think a lot of people, you know, if it was in the 80s, they all gravitate towards Nightmare on Elm Street. Or this year we gravitated towards it. And, you know, there's quality stuff out there that isn't like the biggest movie in the world, you know. Um, Did y'all, did anybody see these? I know, I think we talked about The Babysitter. Yes, I loved The Babysitter. That that was fun. (laughs) That was definitely a fun one. Yeah, oh, just a I, blast. The other one I had too was Better Watch Out, um, which was. Oh yes. We just. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that one was um, definitely you know not what I was expecting, but. Um, yeah, I, I think Kayla like, wrote the blog on that, which was very good. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Without it giving fun. too much away. <laughs> I know. I try. I tried because yeah, I feel like it gets. It's the fun is comes from how little you know about it. That's yes. what makes it so fun. <laughs> and um, the the Billy guy from Stranger Things, he's in it, so that's funny. Yes. Yeah. Another reason to watch, y'all. Oh, and for the record, that... <laughs> it's um, really pretty. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it was filmed in Australia. Like, the main four, like the two, the two boys, the babysitter, and then that, that guy from Stranger Things... Um, they're all Australian actors. Um, and w- the one thing people notice right off the bat is the doorknobs are so high. They're like, what's, what is going on with that? And a lot of the older homes in Australia, that's how the doors were built. So it's, oh, it's, interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the first things I Googled. Like, what the hell is going on with these doorknobs? <laughs> what is so, up with these doorknobs? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like your carpet knowledge of... Um, Dalton, Georgia. Dalton. Don't forget. Dalton. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget. I love it. And then I just wanted to mention um, some of the video games too, because you know we've talked about. Um, Kayla mentioned some of the books, and we've talked about movies and TV. But I mean, video games have killed it too. Um, Resident Evil Seven came out. <coughs> Excuse me. That was kind of their version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's like the the backwoods redneck kind of family or whatever. Um, Outlast two came out. It's also, uh, kind of horror related. It's kind of deals with cults and I'm like, that's basically all I'll say. It's, it's kind of cult. The evil within two. Yeah. Yeah. Cultish. Um, evil within two, um, Friday the 13th, obviously, um, little nightmares is really really cool it's um you're kind of like a four or five year old kid and everything's told from like that perspective so everything's just big and you know when you're in a dark room it's just super super dark and it's 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 a really interesting um take on it um stories untold i have it in uh, my steam queue but i haven't played it yet it's kind of a it's almost like a you get a vhs from the 80s and pop it in and then like it kind of goes from there um, detention is a uh, space from like a Taiwan. It's it's almost like talking about Taiwan, uh, almost like folklore and common like uh, social commentary. So it's kind of a mixture of two of those things. It got really really good good reviews. 
and then uh, Bendy and the Ink Machine. It's kind of a... Um, it's almost animated like 1940s, like Mickey Mouse, like that kind of animation and stuff. Um, but it's it's really, really well done as well. So, um, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of mention some of the other things that we didn't discuss as far as, you know, we picked out our top ones, but those are kind of the other ones. Um, I think my MVP would be um, Samara Weaving. She was in The Babysitter and Mayhem. Um, so... Those are two. Nice. Those are two cool. pretty good, um, pretty good horror entries. She's also on the Showtime television show Smilf, which stands for Single Mom. I would like to. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I so, was like, hmm. Yeah. What? No, <laughs> sounds familiar. So that one's never uh, heard of it. Yeah, it's been out like a month now. So, um, so yeah, so the the diarrhea didn't go quite as long as I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Um, and then I was going to mention some of the passings we had because we had some like mon- monumental deaths in the horror industry. Um, number one, obviously George Romero. Um, he passed away this year. Um, Toby um, Hopper passed. He did the original um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but he also did Poltergeist with um, Steven Spielberg, and he did um, like Invasion from Mars in the 80s, and he's just done a ton of stuff. Uh, Jonathan Demme passed away. He did uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's probably his biggest hit. Um, I think that was the last, or the first, or the last and the first um, horror movie to win like Best Picture at the Academy Awards. So um, that's a very important film. Um, Harry Dean Stanton passed away. He was in um, Alien. He was in Christine. He was in Twin Peaks. He was in Escape from New York. Um, he was a big kind of a background actor, um, but he, he had a lot of stuff with the horror and you know genre films. Um, Bill Paxton passed away. He was in Near Dark, which is the Catherine Bigelow vampire movie. He was also in Aliens. So he said, "Game over, man." Um, <laughs> yeah. Bishop. He, yeah, he was in uh, Weird Science. He was in Twister. I mean, he was he had a really long career. And then John Hurt passed away. He was uh, he was an Elephant Man, and he was also an Alien with Harry Dean Stanton. He was the one with the chest burster. That was him. So um, I'm sure there was others that I forgot, but those are I think those are so big we had to mention those. Um, just from their body or work alone. So, so yeah, so that's pretty much my notes for the best of 2017 and the worst with the passing, of course. Um, so rip. Yeah. Rip. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So does anybody have any, I guess, final thoughts, final, I don't know. Well, we made it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yes. Barely. We made it. <laughs> yep. I will I'll chime in on some vinyl too since Lana brought it up. Um I got I also got the trick or treat vinyl. Um it is excellent. Um also from Waxwork I got the thing um vinyl. Um the thing of course, John Carpenter. Um I did s- sell a kidney. 
<laughs> and I got the Nightmare on Elm Street box of souls. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I missed my kidney, but it's fine. It's um, worth it. <laughs> and then this is, um, I just love when movies do stuff like this, like tie-ins and just fun, you know, like the Stranger Thing uh, DVD set at Target's basically like a VHS and, you know, stuff like that. But the... Um, the WNUF um, Halloween special that I've like harped on y'all to watch for like three months now. Um, <laughs> they did, um, so I rewatched it around Halloween and I made a, um, basically one of the, someone in the, someone in the movie, they don't really tell you how it ends, like where, what happens. So like I put their face on a milk carton and was like, if you have details, please find, you know, please call or whatever. And the director of the movie said something to me on Twitter. Like, you know, we released a tribute album on vinyl for him. I was like, what? <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a spoof. It's, a, it's the WNUF TV 28 presents the person, whoever, um, Halloween. says all proceeds from this album go to fund the find so-and-so fund. And on the back, it's like, you know, this is an exclusive reissue. It's available for the first time since 1987. And, um, you know, they're just kind of treating it like it's it's like a real thing. So um, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, thinking um, about it, uh, my Pennywise pen actually came with a little card that kind of looked like the missing kids on the milk carton things of Richie from It. And it's mm -hmm. like, if you find this. See this kid, call this number and stuff. So I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, I talked to um, once once he kind of tipped me off to that. I did. I kind of talked to the the director, and I think he'll be down to to come on the show and um, talk about that. Um, hopefully, we'll have some. Um, I don't know if we'll get anything lined up in January, but uh, hopefully in February we'll get some more uh, interviews lined up. So, um, we'll keep everybody posted on that. So, um, but yeah, so it was a good year for vinyl too. So I think, um, unless anyone has any final thoughts, I guess we're done for 2017. Woo. See you next year, y'all. Congratulations, guys. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks we to did. whoever's out there listening. Um, Guys, I'd never thought, like, in 2017 that I'd be on a podcast. So, mm. Eli, thanks for asking yeah. me here. Um, yeah, thanks, I, everybody. Because this for... is not something that I thought I would I would ever do. Well, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing is, is like, you know, pill, you know, removing the curtain a little bit. Um, I don't think people realize how much we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, like, we're, kind <laughs> no of, we're figuring it out as we go. So, like, when I... Um, for those that don't know, um, on our Facebook page, we have a video banner now. Um, I, I mean, I just kind of figured it out today. I had no idea. Um, I just threw something together and, um, yeah, we have no clue. No clue. Um, and so, so we've met some people and, you know, they'll ask questions like, man, that's awesome. What, how do you do that with your website? No clue. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, so it's just I press buttons until stuff happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was 
you know, to and especially since we 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 got a man down pretty quickly. We we got one episode as a five piece, and then we've been a four piece. So uh, to kind of keep it going, and um, but it's it's cool that you guys have been eager and you know ready to go, and everything's going smoothly. So that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. I guess um, Kayla can do our socials since we didn't. I don't think we did at the last one. No, I don't think we did either. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Music City Horror. Uh, we're also an indie popcorn, so definitely uh, check it out through them. I know Eli has our episodes up on YouTube now as well at Music City Horror. So if you just like YouTube or if that's the easiest one for you to listen to um, or you need someone to teach you how to do the podcast apps, um, <laughs> you can do that until we figure it out. So um, but yeah. yeah, just hunt us down, find us at Music City Horror. Um, we also have a blog up at musiccityhorror.com um, that we put a lot of uh, love and writing into. Um, so we'd love for you guys to check that out too. Yeah, we've um, we've really been focusing on Facebook and um, we just want to say thank you to everyone that has liked the page recently. Um, as of now, we're over, we're almost to the 4,000 mark. So, Yay! Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, so, everyone. <laughs> so hopefully, at least a fraction of them are listening. That would be good. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So, One of them is my mom. Yeah. Hi mom. <laughs> I know. Hi, hi my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about, but I love you. Thank <laughs> you. I told her I was like, "Hey, mom, I cuss a lot." And she was like, "Well, I haven't heard that one yet," and I'm like. Sorry. <laughs> it's happening. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, funny. Um, hopefully we will have some cool stuff coming soon. Um, I don't, that's, that's all I'll say, basically. Um, we've just got some stuff we're working on. And um, hopefully we'll have some stuff soon that we can announce. And it may be something that we can all meet in public with our listeners and maybe it's something that could be cool. So, yeah. So, I guess that is all for 2017 and the next time you listen will be a new uh, new year who dis. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) happy new year, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. If you get out, let's get through the next year, please. Yeah. Yeah. Get through the freezing cold this weekend. Be careful. Yeah. I'm right right now. Yeah. I'm freezing and hungry. So good night, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And we thank you for listening next time. Yeah. And we'll see you in 2018. Bye. Bye. See you on the other side. (laughs) Bye.